Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Passion Community Church's Christmas Eve service, uh, one of our favorite times of the year, one of our favorite evenings of the year. We love to uh, gather together and just celebrate the birth of our Christ and our Savior, Jesus, on this wonderful evening. Uh, I know my wife and I were talking this evening as we were driving in. It doesn't feel a lot like Christmas when it's 50 or 60 degrees outside. Um, in fact, we have a Christmas Eve uh, tradition that our family does, and that is we grill steaks out for dinner on Christmas Eve. And um, we started this uh, about, what, 10 years ago, maybe? 10, 10, 12 years ago. And it was 70 degrees out the first time we grilled steaks out. And uh, so we decided that we'd make this a tradition. It's worked out pretty good almost every Christmas, except for a few. Uh, last year we had a foot of snow and we were still out grilling uh, steaks out in the snow, but it's a, it's a wonderful time. This evening is going to be a little bit different than our normal uh, church service as we celebrate uh, the birth of our Savior, as I said, and uh, we're going to continue on and finishing up the series that we've been doing all uh, Advent season long called What Child Is This? And this evening is a time for us to consider who Jesus is to each and every one of us. Uh, for the past few Sundays, we've been asking this question about what this child is to us. And we gave each story an opportunity uh, to proclaim itself and a person from the story to proclaim what and who this child was to them. Of course, we started with Joseph. Joseph was the father of the earthly father of Jesus, and he was given an opportunity to raise his child and raise his child, or to divorce Mary quietly. And he had proclaimed and decided on his own that he was going to divorce Mary quietly, and that was until the angel came. And the angel proclaimed to Joseph that it was okay for him to take Mary as his wife and to bring this child into this world. Tonight's a special time because we get to not only celebrate the birth of our Savior, but we get to celebrate together, proclaiming the good news that Christ has come and Christ is born for us. And so tonight what we're going to do is we're going to sing a few songs and then we'll be uh, reading some verses together and then we'll be sharing, I'll be sharing a little bit of a message in between those times. But what we want to do is we just want to take a moment to just bow before the Lord, pray to him and ask him to bless our evening. But then what we're going to do is as we sing these songs many of them Christmas girls. We're going to ask you to sing along with us and uh, join with us as we proclaim Jesus to the world as he is our risen King. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this wonderful evening. We thank you that you have given us the opportunity that we can come before you and that we can worship you as our, as our King and more importantly, as our Savior, Father. Lord, some 2,000 plus years ago, you came to this earth and you chose to take a form as a babe lying in a manger. You came in a most meek and humble way to serve us and to be our Savior here on this earth. Lord, it's this evening as we celebrate your birth, we want to not only proclaim the good news as the angels proclaimed to the uh, shepherds and as the wise men came to proclaim to Mary and Joseph, but we also come to you, Father, proclaiming the good news of who you are. And Lord, like the shepherds, as we leave this place tonight, may we take into the countryside and into our homes and into our communities to speak about how wonderful and how beautiful our Savior is. This truly isn't a wonderful and beautiful evening, even if we do have warm weather and no snow, Father. 
it's still a wonderful evening because we know that our Savior was born on this day. And so we give you glory, Father. We give you honor. We give you praise. And we just ask you, Lord, tonight, be magnified, be exalted, be loved through our services tonight. We thank you, Lord. We glorify you. We honor you and we praise you now in Jesus' most precious and holy name. Amen and amen. Please stand as we sing, O Come All You Faithful. O come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. O come ye, O come ye to Bethlehem. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Sing choirs of angels, sing in exaltation. Oh, sing. Ye citizens of heaven above, glory to God, glory in the highest. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. To thee be our Word of the Father, now in flesh appearing. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him, Christ the sing joy to the world together. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive the King. See you. 
sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, your Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great, and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? 
The angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called, the, will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Mary's words in this most precious time of her life was, Let it be as you have said. Mary's words to the angel was, Let it be, I am the servant of the Lord's. These are tough words to be said at any moment in time to anyone. It's hard for us to stand up and say, Lord, I am your servant. Let your way be done in my life. Let your will be had. See, we often have a way, we often have an idea of the way things should go. We often have a vision of what we would like to see happen. And sometimes God comes and he changes those things and changes those plans and changes the direction in the way that we are going. Mary and Joseph had a perfect plan. Their plan was they were married or they were uh, going through the process of being married. Back then in those days, it was a very long process. Marriage was not just a one uh, evening where you celebrated and there was a few verses. No, this was a, a long period of time, a long stretch of period, sometimes up to a year-long time frame. And so Mary and Joseph were in the middle of this, and the angel visits Mary in this middle of this, uh, of this marriage to Joseph. And the news, of course, is discerning to Mary because the news is that Mary is going to be pregnant. Unfortunately, during those times, if you were caught in adultery or caught burying someone else's child that was not your husband's, that meant death in many cases and many times. But the angel of the Lord spoke to Mary, and Mary's response says so much to us. Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Mary's words of let it be to me, as you have said, can speak volumes to all of us, to any of us in this room today, because many of us are walking the path of life that we're on and we're thinking to ourselves, how can I do what the Lord has asked me to do? It's as simple as looking up, humbling our hearts to him and saying, Lord, let it be as you have said. And so Mary's message to us is to seek to be a servant of the Lord. Let's sing another song together. This song is called Make Room. Sorrows. Is there room in your heart 
seated. That night when the angels visited Mary and they proclaimed this birth was coming, she not only had to believe herself, but she also had to pray and hope that her husband would also believe. We later find in different scriptures that Joseph was choosing to divorce Mary quietly. But yet then he was visited by an angel in his dreams and was told it's okay to take Mary as his wife. And so he does. See, this child that was coming to Mary and Joseph is more than just a child. For Mary, he was definitely going to be her first child. He was going to be special. There's something about that first child, as Corey and Lena can probably tell you. There's something special about any child that comes to us. But that first one that comes is special. But for Mary and Joseph, they were told that he was going to be more than just a child. 
He was going to be the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. He was spoken of many years, hundreds of years, 600 and some odd years before Jesus' birth. Isaiah speaks of the coming shepherd, the coming Savior, Jesus. Mary was so dedicated to his birth and to her child that she is the only one, as I have said before, that she is the only one to be not only with him at his birth, with him during his life, but also with him at his death and his resurrection. Mary chose to see Jesus as more than just a child. It would have been easy for Mary to take this little baby lying in a manger and be an overprotective mother saying, no, you cannot, leave my, you cannot leave my home. I'm not going to allow you to go to the temple and preach as he later did in his youth. And no, I'm not going to allow you to go out and do all of these things and try to persuade him from this vision and plan that he had to fulfill here on this earth. But instead, Mary chose to believe that this child was more than just a child. She had a choice. She knew Jesus would be her child. She knew that she would give birth to this child. But she also knew that he was coming not just for her, for the whole world. See, Jesus came not just for Mary. Jesus didn't come just for Joseph or the people during that time, but Jesus came for all of us. From the lowest of lows to the highest of highs, we all get the chance, we all get to choose what and who this child is to us. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7, says, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world shall be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinus was the governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was, or he was of the house and lineage of David. To be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, cloths, and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. We just sang this song that's called Make Room in Your Heart. And it's a wonderful song, Casting Crowns. I love the song, Make Room in Your Heart. But the truth of the matter is the song is more powerful than just the words that we sing. It's truly a proclamation that we each get to decide. See, yes, Mary and Joseph had to give birth to Jesus in a manger because there was no room at the inn and there was no room for them anywhere else. But today, each and every one of us in this room and watching online and anyone else gets the opportunity to decide whether Jesus has room in your heart or not. See, Jesus asked us to come and make room for him. In a world that we live in today where things are going crazy and it seems like every time we turn around, there's new... Uh, <laughs> every time we turn around, we're breaking a record for pandemics and, and something else going on and difficulties and troubles around every corner that we face. The truth of the matter is, is that we need to make room for Jesus. We need to waddle through 
wade through, if you will, get rid of all of those things and get to find Jesus and give him room in our hearts. While she was there, she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Jesus has an opportunity to come to this earth and chooses to come in that way. Do you know that Jesus didn't really need to come as a baby? He is, after all, God. He could have came in any form that he wanted to. He could have came in any shape and any way he wanted to. He could have came with legions of angels down to overthrow the Romans and the Jewish temple and everyone else that was against him and the love that he brings. But instead, he chose to come in this humblest of forms, a baby in a manger. I've often questioned why is that way? Why did Jesus choose to come in this way? And I think it's because Jesus wanted us to make room for him and to look at him and say, come, we want, we want to accept him. Jesus wants to share his love with us all. Jesus doesn't stay a child, though. He obviously grows and becomes our Savior. Today, though, on the holiest of days, when Linus is up on the stage, if I had my dirty uh, little blue uh, night, nighty blanket I could have with me, nighty blanket, is that right? The blankie or whatever it is. <laughs> have the blankie with me. Proclaiming that this day is holy. It is the most holiest of days, but it's a day when we all seem to take a step back and say, what's different? It's a day when our hearts are softened to those that we may not always be softened the rest of the year. It's those times when we want to do something really nice for others. It's a time when we want to just share our love with other people. It's a time when we share gifts so freely and open to others. Why? It's because Jesus and his love is the reason why we're here today. Jesus came to make room he came to get rid of all the things that stood in our way between him and between us and God. He came as a babe in a manger. We're going to sing another song called Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and then we'll uh, continue on with the message. Please stand and join us. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. Heaven, incarnate deity. 
part the herald the angels sing one of the most theological sound Christmas carols you can find. Born to raise the sons of earth. Born to give them second birth. Jesus came to give us all of those things. Luke 2, chapter 8 through 20. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you, and you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel, a multitude, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary, but Mary, treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it was told, had been told to them. Scripture tells us that Mary and Joseph pondered in their hearts what this all meant. Earlier today, as we were getting ready for our Christmas Eve dinner, we had the TV on in the background. I was actually making uh, maple uh, candy for my wife, and and as I'm making this, I have we had the TV on. I didn't even, wasn't even paying attention to what it was, and I heard this man get up and he says, "You have to go and you have to proclaim Jesus and you have to cast out this demon." And I'm I'm, I'm like, wait, what? And I I turned my head to watch this, and sure enough, right as I got done watching this, the commercial came on, and I, I'm thinking to myself, what is, what channel is, what is this? So I picked up the controller, and I hit the guide button, and on comes, uh, I forget, the, some soap opera. <laughs> Days of our lives are in the hour, what is it, what was it? I can't remember, but it was some soap opera, and I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, since when did soap opera start talking about casting out demons and having Jesus there and, and I started to think about this. I'm like, this is really odd. And so it got me curious. So I decided to watch the rest of it. It's the first soap opera, Corey, don't worry. It's the first soap opera I've ever watched. It'll be the last one I ever watch, okay? It's not something I'm going to get used to. But I was amazed because I'm watching this and I'm thinking to myself, what is this all about? You mean, really, in the time and age that we live in today, they're actually talking about Jesus on a soap opera? Now, they were also talking about the devil, and they had their soap opera twist to it, and the devil came in many different forms and did some really bad things, and so it's not something that I advise you to go watch. But this time of the year seems to bring out this kind of message. 
You know, whether it's Charlie Brown and Linus and Linus looking at Charlie Brown going, this is what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Or it's a soap opera talking about Jesus. Or it's going through the stores and having people say Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays or all of these things. It seems to be that this time of the year brings us closer to understanding the true love that Jesus is. The shepherds, we talked about just even just last week. I'm not going to go into a ton of way with these shepherds because we spent a lot of time with them on Sunday. But the shepherds did have to decide who this angel was. They had to decide, is the angel who's telling them good or is it bad? And what is this angel saying to them? And of course they are trembling in fear. But they hear the message, and not only from one angel, but then a whole host of angels come and surround them, and they begin to sing this amazing song, Glory to God in the Highest. And they have to make a choice at that very moment. Who is this Jesus that they are proclaiming? Christmas time brings us to this decision that we have to understand and we have to make in our mind, we have to ask ourselves, what is Christmas really about, Charlie Brown? What is Christmas really about? We have to ask this question, we have to seek it in our heart, and we have to decide, are we going to make room for Jesus and make Christmas about him, or are we going to make Christmas about something else? I love Christmas. I love the traditions of Christmas. I love all things about Christmas. But when you boil down to the very essence of what it is, it's about a Savior who was born in this earth for you and I, who came to this earth, who chose to come, not as a full-grown man, not as a person who comes with great armies that could overthrow governments and overthrow all these things, but to come as a child in the humblest of ways to be here for us, to stand before us, to grow among us, to show us that we can walk through life. See, previous I said Jesus could have came as an adult. He could have, but by coming as a child, he shows that he knows the life that you and I walk Jesus didn't come as an adult because he wanted to show each and every one of us whether you're of an infant age or all, whether, you're, um, whether you're newborn, right? <laughs> or you're all the way up to my age. <laughs> There's a choice. Jesus has watched, has walked this earth. He has walked through the very same things that we get to walk through. He's had troubles cast upon him. He's had pain and suffering. He's walked through hunger and thirst and all of the things that you and I have to struggle with on this earth. Why? Because Jesus loves us. He walked this earth because he loves us and he wants to show us the way, the truth, and the life. The angels... Did not know this, of course. But when an angel comes down to you, the shepherds, I'm sorry, did not know this, but when the angel comes down to you and proclaims Jesus' birth, you go. When the angels proclaim to the shepherds that Jesus is born, he uses a very different or very similar language. And that is, you'll find him in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. Multiple, uh, multiple times in Scripture we find this description of Jesus, a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Why? was to show his humbleness, his frailty as a human, 
See, in order for Jesus to be our Savior, in order for Jesus to be everything that he needed to be for us, he had to also be human. He had to be fully human. We often say that Jesus was not only fully God, but he was also fully human. In order for him to be our sacrifice, in order for him to sacrifice for our sins and everything that we did, he had to be fully human. The shepherds came that night, and they found Jesus lying in the manger, as it was told to them, wrapped in swaddling cloths. It's what they did after this point that makes such a wonderful impression on me. They didn't stay there. They worshiped God. They worshiped Jesus. They fell to his feet. They worshiped him. And then they left. And they went and they told everyone in town what had happened. See, a Christian who comes in and has an idea and has an introduction to Jesus and who Jesus is will never remain the same. They will leave completely changed. Those Shepherds who came after the angels told them were changed forever. The wise men who came were changed forever. Mary who came to them that night was changed forever. Joseph was changed forever. None of them would ever be the same and neither will any of us when we come and we make room for Jesus in our hearts. When we bow before the manger, when we bow before his feet and we give praises to him. Tonight is a, a beautiful night. Because it is the birth, the birthday of our Savior, Jesus Christ. It is a time when you and I get to choose to say what this baby will be to, you, to us. See, we're going to sing this song in a moment. The song is called, Behold Our God. And I love this song because the song makes you question and makes you decide. You have to come to an understanding. Is Jesus still just a baby in a manger to you? Is Jesus just a wonderful story that happens and we celebrate on Christmas by giving presents to each other and having good, kind-hearted relationships with people during this time? Or is he something different? The reality of it is, is Jesus is so much more than just a baby in a manger. Jesus is so much more than just more than just a child. Jesus is our God. He's God in human form that came down to this earth. That's why we call him Emmanuel, God with us. Yes, he was fully human, but yet he was also fully God. And so when he came down to this earth, it is God himself coming to this earth for us. And that is why we celebrate on this night. This is why we stand and we celebrate. This is why our hearts are softer during this time of the year. It's why we give gifts. It's why we give praises. It's why we're happier during this time of the year because we are celebrating what it should always be. See, it's not just at Christmas time that we should be this way. If we really truly know and we behold Jesus as our God, then every day can be like Christmas. And we can make Christmas season last. We can let it go more than just one week, more than just the 12 days of Christmas. It can last forever in our hearts if we allow it to. Will you stand with us as we sing, Behold Our God. Who has heard? 
Okay. 
See, Jesus is who we make him to be. This baby lying in a manger that we celebrate on this evening doesn't stay there as a baby. And so we have a choice to make, just as Mary and Joseph had a choice, just as the wise men had a choice, just as the shepherds have a choice, just as every single one of us has a choice. We can look upon Jesus and see and behold him as our God, or we can look upon him as just another wonderful story that we celebrate one time of year. Jesus is way more than just a baby in a manger. It is who we make him to be, but Jesus can only be what we allow him to be for us. Jesus can only be what you allow him to be in your heart. If you allow Jesus to be your king and your savior, he will come in and do those things. He will save you from your sin. He will help you and guide you and direct you. And he will lead you. If we worship him and we give him all of our honor and glory because it is due him, then he will in return guide us and direct us. Or, sadly, we have a choice that we can also turn from him and we can walk away. Life has a way of making us very busy, makes us so busy that we forget to choose to follow Jesus. It is our choice to follow him because he doesn't force us to do that. He wants us to have a relationship with him. He wants us to love him unconditionally, but to choose to love him. Not to be forced into love, but to choose to love him. And so on this holiest of nights, I ask you tonight, Who is this child to you? Who is this Jesus to you? Do you choose to behold him as God or do you choose to behold him as a child still in a manger? Do you choose to behold him as a savior who came and died on the cross for you? Will you give your life to him because he gave his life for us? Or is he an afterthought? You cannot have a relationship with Jesus and remain the same. A true encounter with him, one true encounter with him will change everything. But we get to choose every day. Not just on Christmas, not just on Easter, not just during the summer when things are going in the right direction and we have the time, but we get to choose to behold him as our God every single day, every single moment. See, it's easy to choose to behold Jesus as God when things are going well. It's easy to behold and choose Jesus when things are going bad because we look up and he's the only choice we have. But instead, Jesus wants to behold us, wants us to behold him as God at all times. Two thousand some years ago. There was a silent night that came. A silent night where Joseph and Mary were in the manger staring at their newborn child, beholding who he was going to be and what was going to happen. 
And out of that came this song called Silent Night. It was written many hundreds of years, thousands of years later. But it's an amazing song nonetheless because it talks about the quietness of the night, the still of the night. It's a song of peace, a song of love. I'm going to ask you to take your candles out here. I ask you to get it, light your candle, and then pass it on to someone else, if you don't mind, Linda. as we worship our King.
Savior is born. It's a silent night, a holy night, a night when we come before and we celebrate not only that Jesus was born, but Jesus, the Christ, our Savior, was born. What a wonderful and amazing night, a night full of imagination, a night full of peace and love. May tonight be that night of peace and love and all of these things for you. May tonight as you leave this place and you go forth to your own homes, may you carry forth with you beholding that Jesus is not just Jesus, but he is Christ the Savior who was born for us. And so we can behold him as God, as our Savior. Father, we thank you for this wonderful evening. We thank you that we can come here together and celebrate the birth of your son, Jesus, who chose to come to this earth and to die on a cross for us. Lord, let tonight be a night when we can behold you not as just a babe, not just as the son of Mary and Joseph, but as the Savior, Christ the King, who died on the cross for us. Lord, as we go forth to our homes and to our families. May tonight be a night that we can remember not just your birth, but your life, your mission of love, and your sacrifice for us on the cross. We love you, Lord. We thank you. Tonight, Lord, I pray that as everyone leaves to go forth in their own homes, may your peace Go with them. May it reside with them. May they be filled with the love that can only come from you. We glorify you, Father. We honor you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. May I blow out your candles. Merry Christmas.